Hey, hey. What's going on, guys? What's cracking, crew? Podcast Happy Tuesday. Day. What's going on? Well, we want to know what's going on from you, Keith, from the offer's desk. We Let's got the deal of the day. I was oh, wondering. Two weeks in a row, we got <laughs> a little monster. Is the deal of the day? Is it, I don't even uh, know what uh, we were calling it. The deal deep dive. There it is. There it is. Deal Woo! So, yeah, this, one, uh, this one's unique. I love it. It's a great story. So, uh, this one's actually been almost like a month in the making, which, you know, I guess is typical, not typical, depends on the circumstances. They originally got a, a cash offer and a trade in. And one of them would have worked, but then the after the agent doing some more investigation, you know, like how we talk about, you know, what are the needs of your clients? You know, what are they truly looking to accomplish? They said, well, if we could get access to majority of our equity and still live in our home, that would probably be what would work best for us. So then we kind of squashed the, the all cash offer and trade in at the moment. And we explored a sell and stay program got the numbers back, it works. And I'm actually gonna have to bounce a little early today because I'm gonna go kind of finalize that deal with the agent and, and the seller. Yeah. Um, it's a $1.3 million house in San Jose, California. And Sharad with a, my Your Home Sold Guaranteed. Woohoo! we're gonna go get Sharad. one going. Yes! Right. Sharad, uh, so his, his clients are very excited. He's excited because now not only are they going to get the cash that they need up front, they're going to get the fund, you know, and use those funds for, for what they need. They're planning on living in the house for about 12 months, and it's just a huge win for everybody. What a great story. I love That's when we story. can help homeowners accomplish their goals. Yeah. It's cool because you said it's about a month in the in the making, though, too. And I think that could maybe even it, more. Here's <laughs> the thing, guys. Like, I think, you know, <clears throat> home sellers they don't make decisions like that right i mean mm. and they, they started with a cash offer and then they went to the sell and stay so it just goes to show that um maybe a home seller doesn't options. know about those options mm -hmm. and our zudila subscriber was able to bring that additional option to the home seller that is going to work so it's very cool well the, just to add on that one last tidbit jay that's that's a, that's a, a great point because what happened was, you know, he got in relationship with the seller. Mm -hmm. You know, the cash offer could have worked to get them the funds that they needed for, mm -hmm. for what it for what they want to use the funds for. I won't you know get into that because that's our personal business. And um, so through relationship, you know, we'll, th there was hesitation. So instead of giving up, you know, he finally got that out of them and then found found a solution that worked. So yep. that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Well, cool. I'll share on that because we can keep it pretty general, right? So one of them was is that, that there's a daughter that's getting married, right? And so you never know. And because Sherrod took the time to discover what was going on and really kind of assess the needs of his client, he was able to share with them a different option, as you just pointed out a minute ago, Jay, that now he's ultimately servicing his client, right? That's fiduciary. That's part of part of what we're what we're all about. And so to me... That's a, a tremendous opportunity in finding a way to ultimately meet the demands of, of his client. So, touche. Kudos. So I got uh, a little thing that I wanted to kind of talk about here and just you know drop in a, a little bit of a nugget here for us on our, is I guess mortgage rates have, had, have hit a 15 year low currently. And they're wow. saying it actually is supposedly because of the Delta variant. 
And even though things are kind of pulling back and, you know, leveling off, they don't think it's from a lack of demand. They think it's from a lack of uh, some more of this fear of the Delta variant. And so they've, uh, they've now lowered rates ultimately again to try to offset and keep the demand high. What's your guys' thoughts on that? So you're telling me it's the Delta variant, not the, mo- not the Moo variant? How much? <laughs> oh, oh. Variant. I haven't even heard. <laughs> Woo, wait till that Mew hits. The Mew, huh? Is there a new one? Yep, supposedly. <laughs> I don't even watch, I, the, watch this stuff anymore, man. It's a joke. I can't keep track. I can't keep track. I think yeah. rates have been flatlined for weeks. <clears throat> and so for them to now say it's because of the Delta variant, I don't know. I, I have no idea. People much smarter than me are writing those articles, Elliot. So. Yep. Well. I'm going to defer a pining on this one. 30-year fixed <laughs> rates, 2.78% with an average of a 07 down from 2.88. Wow. So if you're, oh, not buying, you're not buying a house right now, I mean, it's, yeah, you got to buy a house 15 right now. 15-year fixed, 2.12. People don't fall in <laughs> love with it. They don't fall in love with a realist or w- with a interest rate. People fall in love with a home. Yep. So true. So if you're not buying a house right now and you could be, you know, maybe you need to be working with a realtor that can help you fall in love with one, right? Because you can also take advantage of these awesome rates. Which will get you more more house. Yeah, I was gonna say that, that's, that's yeah. where I think it kind of comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. Is a lot of times people will shop for their price point and, and it's based on their monthly payment, which a lot of times is governed by a rate or your price yep. bracket, et cetera. Yeah, but I think leading with the rate, it's very sure. non-emotional. You know what I think? I think that when you go to your mailbox over the next 18 months, instead of seeing five mailers and creative letters seeing if you want to refi your house you're going to see 30 because what mm. we are learning is that tappable equity of american homeowners is through the roof it's set a record it's 9.1 yep. trillion dollars right now Boom. a lot of money so i found a visual representation of what a trillion dollars looks like and it's insane so if you took a stack of 200 100 bills so it would be about yeah. an inch thick is that two thousand or twenty thousand dollars Two hundred one hundred dollar bills. Yes, so that's twenty grand. Correct. It would be about an inch thick. Okay. And if you took these stacks of these two hundred one hundred dollar bills and you spaced them out to where they would fall like dominoes on each other, it would take you from Chicago to New York, which is about seven hundred and eighty miles um, of stacking these stacks of hundred dollar bills to fall. <laughs> to an and idea, that yeah. is one trillion, one trillion dollars. All right. So you so would have two. to make four over four round trips to Chicago to Illinois wow. with your stacks of those. $20,000. So, simp- so simple math, it was four, so it r- approximately 800 miles, right? So 1,632. That 3,200 miles is almost across America. I don't know that, but I just right, saw I this like visual representation. Yeah, it blew that's, my a, mind. That's, that's insane to it's think that. a lot that, of money. Oh, like dollars stacked next to each other at, at, at $20,000 stacks that far. Yeah, and Americans, Americans have nine of those, nine so trillion. Nine point one yeah. trillion dollars in tappable equity. That and tappable equity is defined as the amount of loan to value ratio um, or amount of equity before it would hit an eighty percent loan to value ratio. So, I think that Americans, by and large, are very equity rich. The average amount is one hundred and seventy three thousand um, dollars per U.S. homeowner that has a mortgage. And so, what are Americans going to be doing with this money? This is something that Jason and I are talking about a lot is what are people going to be doing with this money? They're going to be doing cash out refis. We already see it a little bit happening, right? So Mm -hmm. we're going to see more of that happening. And then where are people going to go spend that money? 
don't know Casino Vegas, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, what do you think? I hope not. No, I hope not, too. <laughs> I'm sure some well, of let's, it. Let's find out from Keith before he has to bolt, because he, he has to get on this call and, and close this deal, the deal of the, of the decade. <laughs> Keeps upping the end. No pressure. Well, actually, there's a, there's a $1.8 million in, in the works with the same program, so nice. that might be the deal of the, the, deal deal of the, of the year. Right. I love it. I love it. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think people are going to spend all this equity on? Are they going to keep it in their home? Are they going to pull it out? Are they going to invest? Are they going to go buy toys? You know, just from Americans, per, just from personal experience in, in, in the industry, it, I think it's going to be, be, we'll see everything. I'll see someone go buy a new, nice, good-looking BMW. <laughs> we'll see people remodel their houses. The casinos sounds very appealing to a lot of people. They want that... Uh, you know, they want to turn that twenty thousand dollars into fifty. Usually, the casino gets the twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Or uh, you know, back in our short sale days, go buy uh, two new Harley Davidsons and a brand new car. <laughs> oh so now they lo- no longer qualify for their short sale. But anyway, that's a little different. But that's that's a like story that. we have so to share. So I, I have I have a client. The only reason he sells his house because of the of his, his uh, equity is to get the newest model Corvette. Now he's thinking about doing it again. I just sold his house at the third time now in five years. Wow. And uh, he's using his he's equity now to get, living, to get the now new Now he's Corvette. living like in a little trailer. And I don't but he's got a brand honestly, new Corvette, baby. Yeah, he's got a $120,000 Corvette. In, in a city that I haven't even heard of. And so <laughs> therefore I already forgot. And uh, because we couldn't even find him anything that was, you know, relative. But guess what? He's saving it for that Corvette. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> so funny. Hey, you know uh, what? It's their money. Yeah. Let the people spend it how they want. Uh, uh, all right. Well, my alarm just went off. Everybody right, have a Keep good time off. with the rest of the podcast. Talk to you later. Right. Thanks, yeah. Keith. Yeah, so that's something I've been obsessing over. I think that I think a lot of people will remodel. Yep. I really do. I do, too. Well, so the book that you recommended that was honestly what makes me think of that the millionaire mind yes what do you i don't know if you've got that part you remember where he talks about how money only amplifies like basically what you are and what you do and so like if you want to make money that's what you'll do with your money if you want if you're a spender which is like i think he said over 85 percent of the world is is you're just going to basically blow it and unless you really face your programming around it you're going to continue the same behavior so We'll see, right? Yeah. I, I mean. It's like when people win the lottery, yep. they will yep. naturally revert back to that financial set point they were yep. at when they won the lottery. And so if they were, you know, if they were struggling before, yep. they're going to struggle soon thereafter and unless something changes. And it's with the programming around money and how you view money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless they really kind of take on those particular, particular demons and whatnot. So. My next thing is, is uh, so it's, I was reading in Inman just this morning around um, Keller Williams, and I guess they have like some of these new programs and you know, the, off- the Keller offers, those types of things. So my, my thought is, is you have a lot of these, you know, again, um, Keller Williams is a uh, private company, right? But I mean, if you probably just, just thinking out loud quickly, right, they're probably worth at least $10 billion, right? Like, I mean, they have a, they, they, they are the largest real estate company have a massive amount of agents, right? Then you have Remax, all these other companies now that have, you know, probably pr- pretty good valuations and they have extremely far reach with these agents. 
do we think that we're going to continue seeing like these privatized offer systems because it's just become so streamlined for consumers looking uh, looking for these types of things where they're going to empower their agents um, through their platform and try to use it almost as a recruiting tool. What's your guys' thoughts on that? I'm not sure what you mean. Are you talking about they have they're they're coming up with their own right? So like Keller offers, days? for example. I mean, real 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 wow, Realogy has you know um, you know obviously the Berkshire um, they you know they've kind of started their stuff. They they dabbled into the Amazon. Uh, you know, Amazon offers that they had kicked around rocket, you know, obviously is, is jumping into this space. What I'm getting at is these conglomerate style brokerages, right? The Remaxes, the KWs, which KWs obviously already said that they're starting it are, do we think that they're going to continue to potentially almost create their own iBuyers themselves, right? And be an iBuyer. That's what I think they already do. I mean, yeah. I think they're, I think, um, I think, uh, Keller offers is, is. Kind of powered by Keller Capital, and I think mm -hmm. they do. They do have some now. Are do they do as much as like Open Door? No, because I don't think they they're dealing with that kind of capital. Mm -hmm. um, could they? I'm sure they could. I'm they not could sure crush they want it. To. I think <laughs> I think they could crush it. Yeah. I really do. I think that you could see a world where there's the Open Door offer pad, Keller offers. Heck yeah! And yeah. get worse. Two hundred thousand agents, right? I mean, that's that speaks volumes. Yeah, and, yeah. and we know with, with our soft with our software is that when you have agents that are out there, you know, prospecting, they're looking for cash offers. They they have clients that want them, so they're so they would get a lot of submissions. They get a lot of at bat. So you know, I was talking about something sort of similar with an investor just the other day, and he was asking me about Keller Williams and about Express Offers and about the mechanism for which agents can go out there and lead generate for these opportunities. And the interesting thing is, is for instance, like Express Offers, uh, which is the EXP program for offers. It's a, got a couple caveats that I've heard from our users that are members also of. Uh, or our realtors with EXP. And one of that is that if you, you know, if you want to request a cash offer and you sell, you send your seller to their site, the seller actually has to write the agent's name on the lead yep. form. Like who is going, as a realtor, who is going to trust that? Yeah, that's, a, that's. Well, um, there's just no well, clear way and the, to prospect. And clients it. forget. They're like, oh, yeah. I, just, I put my information in there. And then all of a sudden, you know, that lead goes to whoever's, using that program. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so yeah. the investor's question to me was, well, what, like he just could not understand why they didn't have a mechanism sim similar to what we have at Zudelio that would give all of the mm -hmm. agents kind of their own landing page so that they could source and track all of the leads that they generated. Yeah, you'd almost think that it's like a bit of a no-brainer, right? I mean, yeah. just especially because when you really look at Open Door. Zillow Offerpad, what makes those systems so streamlined is they're obviously starting with the platform. They have draw the lead in and give them that super high end experience where this, like you said, when Express offers again, a publicly traded, you know, company uh, uh, like EXP, when they're sending them to one lead source, I mean, the the amount of holes that's in that system, not only that, I mean, again, I'm not uh, throwing shade or whatever, but based on some of the feedback we've heard from a lot of our subscribers, when they get the, the cash offer, a lot of times there's no response, there's no response from the buyers. The buyers are very, you know, disconnected, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's not smooth at all. And so that's what I'm saying is like, do we think that they're going to continue to learn and adapt and thrive? And is this going to be more of a mainstream type circumstance? I don't know. Uh, I would imagine. I mean, I would they, think so. They will. Um, 
you know, depending on how, if they, if they truly believe in it, I think that's, I think that's where it really is, is maybe, um, they don't really truly believe in it and they kind of have a, have a system or they have a, a, an iBuyer program, but they're really not, you know, empowering their agents to go out there and, and, um, lead generate with it, um, appropriately. Cause if they're, you know, if it's, there's nothing to have the client click on and, and submit their property and you get that lead. I mean, they're not going to be pushing that out. So if they're, if they're, if they don't have that mechanism. So are you saying that you think maybe some of these CEOs and leaders of these, you know, large conglomerate companies are saying that this is a, a fad a trend? I don't know that. Well, I can't speak for Jason, but I will say that I don't necessarily think that they think it's a fad. I just think that perhaps what everybody wonders is how are these big eye buyers going to do in a down mm. market? And kind of my theory is they will do a little bit better. better. Because I think that if we do come to a market where maybe prices are fluctuating a little bit, I think that people will value certainty, uh, you know, and that cash offer number even more. So, you know, you could look at it from that perspective, but I think that what a lot of people look at it is from the perspective of when the market goes down, these eyebars aren't going to do well. And so maybe, you know, and, and here's the reality. We don't really know. We don't. I mean, nobody has well, a crystal ball. I, I, I do think that what these eyebars are doing, though, is they're recruiting agents and guess what they're doing? They're, they're, they're not just buying houses. They're mm-hmm. listing houses now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, going, they're going into listing appointments. Yep. They're, they're teaching their agents to yep. go in um, to a listing appointment. Um, when they go and present a cash offer or um, if, you know, they, they have the, the option, like if the cash offer doesn't work, we can list it on the market. We can do repairs to your house. We can do all these different, diff, different um, yeah, options. Like so they're, stuff, so yeah. I think they're learning that, hey, there's power mm-hmm. in what they're doing to obtain listings too. And they're, and they're, they're taking advantage of it. And, and I think what the, the big conglomerates are thinking is there, there, there's power in, in um, uh, taking on uh, or getting cash offers for my agents, um, so we can keep those keep those listings. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But now they're thinking, you know, they have they have to be thinking like, hey, we we better get a really good cash offer system here, or you know these big i buyers are going to take over. Well, it kind of goes back to Kayla what you were saying earlier, right? Is people buy based on emotion, right? And the houses is ultimately what people want. They don't, they don't want a mortgage. They don't want a low interest rate. They want a home. And when you control the inventory, you control the leads. And so, like that's why we see the biggest, you know, gorilla in the room, Zillow, right? The the lead king, pivot this particular model, you know, to these strategies. Obviously, things that we talk about on a on a week in and week out basis. Yet, I'm curious to know, like, are they going to continue with this strategy? Because it is, for an agent, it's all about marketing and prospecting, right? Marketing-based prospecting enhanced. And when you, that's why, again, I'm so surprised with like an EXP that they're, have a shortage there where they can't source the lead directly to the agent. So like, what do you guys say to agents that are out there that, that are looking for these types of, you know, strategies. I mean, what, what do you, what would you recommend? I mean, obviously as come to Zulio and, and yeah, be a I mean, subscriber. Cause yeah, we, we plug um, what we do all the, yeah. all day. And so I don't think we need to go yeah, into that more say but differently I th- than Zulio. I, I think that here's a couple key things. So the iBuyer space is still relatively new. It's been around, I mean, it's been around for years, yeah. but what Open Door did in pioneering the digital experience, it's, it's not been around for that long. Oop. 
And something interesting, I, I watched a podcast with Tom Ferry and Mike Delpreti, and it was really good. And Mike Delpreti is one of the experts in the iBuying space. He does a lot of the, the research and the compilation of a lot of different data from across the country. And so he's a renowned expert, speaks to Inman all the time. And so, you know, what he says, people listen to. And he had a couple really good points that I think are worth sharing. And one is, home sales is consumer psychology. Mm. And mm. something that we talk a lot about, I talk a lot about, I'm not gonna say we, I do, I talk a lot about psychology in the home sales, psychology with marketing, et cetera. And Mike Delpreti makes a point that very few of us are really doing that and studying that very well. Mm. And that we really do need to be armchair psychologists. We really do need to learn more about how humans think and how they interact and how they behave. And one of the key uh, kind of, one key thing in psychology is loss aversion and how people will do more to, you know, to avoid pain than pursue pleasure. pleasure. And so when you look at the iBuyer model, we are changing consumer perception from, you know, we're trying to go against what they naturally as humans do. Because selling your home is a big deal. Usually it's the big. largest investment. You don't do it very frequently. Yeah. You know, Tom Ferry made a good point. He said, well, Mike, you know, 10 years ago, if someone asked you if you would put your 16 year old in a random stranger's car and let that, uh -huh. That let that driver take them somewhere, he would say, are you kidding yep. me? No. But today, parents are Ubering for their teenagers all the time, yep. and they're doing exactly that. Yep. The difference is, is the frequency at which we do it in. And so with selling a home, it's very infrequent. And so when you look at the iBuyer model, we're going against that basic psychology mm. that says, hey, we have a loss aversion. We're going to do more to, you know, avoid pain than pursue pleasure. And so it's kind of going a little bit against the grain. So as a realtor, you need to know that and you need to understand that when you're out there and you're working with sellers, hey, I can get you a cash offer. You can have all of the benefits of that quick, easy, convenient home sale. And I can get that for you. I can also give you a really good CMA on your home. I can share with you the marketing plan I have in place to minimize all of those inconveniences that you hate. And, you know, by and large, doing that, selling on the open market is going to be the best solution for most people. And so just keep that in mind. You know, I think that we talk a lot about how, how much market share iBuyers are getting and like how crazy it is and all of this and that. But keep in mind though, that ultimately the traditional home sale is how most people will sell. And oh, so yeah. use this to hook people into your environment, to give them additional offers and options, to elevate those real estate conversations. But ultimately, me, Ultimately, remember that you are the expert that is going to be their guide. You know, how many people make it up Mount Everest without a Sherpa? Not uh -huh. many, not nope. many. You are their Sherpa. You are getting them um, from like point that. A to point B. And so really stand in your power in that and um, it will serve that's you. That's good. I like that. All right, Mike drop. Sherpa. We're done. I know. <laughs> oh, I think that's, I think that's a really, really solid nugget. And I mean, I, I mean, that's, you guys have ample amount of experience, right? Not only in, in adapting through many markets, right? I mean, as the downturn when you very first got in, and going back to normal scene and just continually having success and watching these types of things. So those of you that are tuning in, take notes, copious notes on, on that piece there. You know, just take action. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, you're tuning in, you're listening to this and you're obviously listening to a lot of other really great real estate stuff out there, but ultimately take action. 
right? Every time you, you listen to something, Gosh, that's a good you know, point. never leave the scene of a learning opportunity without actually learning. And what is learning? Learning is implementing what you just heard or what you just watched. I think so many of us consume just to consume and knowledge is only potential yep. power. And so quit quit consuming and just start taking action. Well, just, or like overanalyzing and trying to be perfect, right? Ready, fire, aim, right? I think that's, uh, again, um, I've heard that one. And I know it's, he mentioned it in this book. Yeah. I've heard that one at least a handful of times. And, and honestly, I, I, that's one of the things that I, I'm super big on is ready, fire, aim. So take action, get to yes. it, and you will figure it out as you go. There is mm -hmm. no perfect step. One. That's right. You I will agree. fail forward that's the point mm -hmm. so all right guys well i think that's, that's uh pretty much it for the podcast um don't forget to like subscribe 